Welcome to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Redlands campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation, and our world. Well, good morning, Gateway Redlands. Welcome to church today. Fantastic to see each and every one of you here on this drizzly but beautiful day. Uh, hands up if you are enjoying the refreshing rain over the last week. It's been fantastic. So uh, thank you for being here. If you are new or visiting, my name is Jason. I'm the campus pastor here. And as it has already been said, everyone who comes through those doors is welcome. Hey, uh, last week we kicked off our vision series called Presence. And uh, we have arrived at this place because we believe that the word God has for us this year is simply presence. You know, over the last couple of years, Gateway has expanded and gone wider and has planted churches in southern Brisbane. And uh, we really feel like this year is a year where God is calling us near. He's calling us to enjoy and to soak in his presence and uh, throughout the year, we're going to be uh, providing teaching series and materials that is going to help increase our own hunger for the presence of God. And uh, last week, I kicked off the series in spectacular fashion by uh, talking about Moses and the desire he had for the presence of God. And uh, we looked at how he uh, not only wanted the presence of God, but he wanted to see God's glory. And uh, we learned that God positioned Moses in a way to experience his presence, and God chose to reveal himself in a way that was not expected. And we know that God does that still to this very, very day. Uh, I introduced the ministry leaders last week for the first time, and they are our ministry leaders and team for 2020. And if you missed any of that, well, then that's your own problem. Um, if you missed any of that, you can jump on our website and listen to that message via podcast, and it will bring you up to speed with where we believe God's taking us, what I'm hoping and believing God's going to do through us this year, and also, obviously, our ministry team and leaders. Uh, but today, I want to continue this sermon series called Presence, and I want to focus on this idea of hungering for the presence of God. Is anyone hungry here this morning? Yeah, okay. I'm actually a little hungry myself. Um, and when you realize what I'm talking about, you'll find that it's quite funny that I'm extremely hungry on this particular day. Um, but to get things going, I'm going to do something a little bit different. Uh, on your way in, you may have received a prayer card. Hands up if you got a prayer card or if you've got one. Can I just see you Maybe wave that nice and high right now. Um, beautiful. Thank you. I love this participation. Everyone gets to play here at Gateway Redlands. It's great. What I want us to do just for a minute or two is to take out that prayer card, and I want you to think of an area in your life that you would love to see a breakthrough in. Think of an area in your life that you would love to see a breakthrough in. And a breakthrough is this, is this sudden and dramatic development or discovery about a particular issue, topic, situation, whatever it might be. Just take a little bit to think about an area of your life, 
maybe the life of our church, maybe even in our community, perhaps the nation, that you would love to see a breakthrough in. And when you've got something in mind, just jot that down on the prayer card very, very quickly. I'm going to give you some time to do it. So do that right now. Think about an area of your life that you can... uh, that you would love to see a breakthrough in. We have pens here. Hands up if you need a pen. If so, we can provide you with that. There's one down the front. But I want you to think of something in your life that you desperately need a breakthrough in. And then write that down. Now, it can be related to your ministry. You know, maybe you want to see God break through by way of an outcome in someone else's life. Perhaps it's your finances. You know, maybe you are just struggling to get ahead and you desperately need a breakthrough in that situation. Maybe it's relationships. Perhaps there's reconciliation that's required or maybe a a lack of intimacy between you and your partner and you desperately need a breakthrough. Maybe there's a health issue, something that you've been seeking God for uh, such a a time and you desperately need a breakthrough there. Just think of an area in your life that could do with a breakthrough, and write it down on the prayer card. I'll give you 30 more seconds to do that, and then we will dive in. Awesome. You can continue to think about that throughout this message, and if God places something on your heart during the message, feel free to write that down as we go. Um, But you can put them down. We're going to come back to that later, all right? Um, But why don't you join me as I pray, and then uh, we'll get into God's Word today. Let's pray together. God, this morning, we thank you for meeting here with us. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that lives within us. And God, we believe that you have a word for us today. And God, I do pray for each and every one of us that we would be here expectant to receive a word from you, that we would be expectant of you doing mighty things in our heart and in our lives. And God, today, we want to say that you are welcome here and that you have permission to do whatever is required in our hearts this morning. God, we love you, and as Rob says, we love your word as well, and we pray that as we spend time in it, that you would indeed have a word for us all this morning. I pray and ask this in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Who loves food? Who loves food? Come on now. We all love some food. We believe, right, food is a gift from God. He's provided it for us to enjoy, to, I guess, you know, uh, provide a bit of comfort at the end of a long and stressful day. God provides food to strengthen us for the task that's at hand. We all love food. Food is a gift from God. You know, I've got a bit of a stock standard diet, as a matter of fact. Uh, There's not a lot of bling and pizzazz to my diet and the foods that I eat. It's pretty simple. You know, in the morning... uh, For breakfast, I generally have just coffee. Um, I don't eat breakfast all that often, and that's probably why I'm fading away, but a coffee is my stock standard breakfast. 
I get to about lunchtime, I'll either have uh, a sandwich or some kind of meal. And uh, when it comes to meals, I'm a bit of a meat and three veg kind of guy. You know, all I need is for the meat to rotate on a five-day basis, but keep the veggies the same, and I'll be a happy man. You know, I'm very simple. I'm low maintenance. Angela's extremely blessed to have me that way. And then when I get to dinner, it's pretty much the reverse of what I've done for lunch. So if I've had sandwiches, then I'll have a meal. If I had a meal, then I'll have sandwiches. Uh, that's pretty much how I roll when it comes to my diet. I love chocolate. I love sweet food. In fact, I eat dairy milk chocolate nearly every day. I know that's not good. I understand. No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But I love my chocolate. And I do eat far too much of it. Perhaps that's the breakthrough that I need in my own personal life uh, as well. My wife has her own diet too. You know, my wife loves to train. She goes to the gym, Iron Wheel Performance Center across the road, and uh, she needs a different kind of diet, right? She likes food with protein. Anyone here addicted to protein? Dean Ainsworth, I knew your hand would go up. But uh, my wife needs protein. She wants protein. You know, that's what gym junkies need, right? And anyway, recently Angela was over uh, in South Asia working at Bloom, helping women who had been rescued from sex trafficking, and she was doing all kinds of crazy things, and she decided she was going to play with a spider. So she got the spider on her hand, she's having a little bit of a look at it, touching it, letting it kind of go around her, and then one of the people on the trip told her that spiders are action-packed and packed filled with protein. So my wife thought, well, there's lunch. So she decided to chuck that thing in her mouth and decided to eat it as a part of her very rigorous gym and diet routine. That's her diet. She loves food with protein. Now, how gorgeous is she? She's great. Is there another photo, though? No, that's it. Thought there was one more. No, it's not there. All good. But food, we enjoy it. It's a gift from God, and we use it for a number of different reasons. You know, food is used when we are to celebrate special events. You know, when you go somewhere to celebrate someone's birth or maybe celebrate a birthday, should I say, or, or Christmas, generally there's going to be a nice spread of food. You know, recently or this year, I enjoyed Christmas with my family. Uh, that is them there. And as you can tell, we are getting into some really good food because that's what we do when we celebrate special occasions. You know, if you want to just celebrate friendships, you can go out and enjoy food with them as well. Uh, there's another picture here of some of the legends of the faith here at Gateway Redlands that I enjoyed having lunch with uh, late last year. It's a great way to strengthen relationships and to have a great time, and that's by enjoying food. We all love food. It's a gift from God. It's given for us to enjoy, to strengthen us. It's also a reward or some form of comfort at the end of a long day. Who's getting hungrier just hearing me talk about all this food? Anybody? Okay, there's a couple. There's a couple. We'll get you out quick, smart, and you can go and have some lunch in a minute. Maybe. Hold that thought. Throughout Scripture, we read about people who have chosen to forego food for the sake of seeing a breakthrough in their life, maybe in their community, and also in their nation. Now, we read about people 
who have chosen to go without food, something that is a gift, something that they enjoy, something that provides comfort and strength, as they sought after the face of God, and as they went to him wanting direction, comfort, or protection. And this idea of foregoing food or going without food so we can pray and seek God for something is called what? Fasting. Well done. Ten points to you all. It is the spiritual discipline of fasting. And if you were to read Scripture and more specifically look for places where it speaks about fasting, you will see that in both the Old and the New Testament, there are a lot of people who chose to go without food as they prayed for a season, desperately seeking God and His power for a breakthrough in their situation. You know, we read about Moses who fasted for 40 days and nights when receiving the Ten Commandments, as read in Deuteronomy chapter 9. You know, King David fasted to humble his soul before God in Psalm 35. King Jehoshaphat, he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah for victory over an army that was currently attacking them. And we read about that in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 3. The prophet Isaiah clarified the reasons for fasting and the benefits that would result in Isaiah chapter 58. The prophet Joel, he called for a fast to avert the judgment of God in Joel chapter 2. The people of Nineveh did the same thing, except they wanted to avert the judgment of God in Jonah chapter 3, verse 7. And Esther declared a three-day fast prior to risking her life to save people in Esther chapter 4. Throughout the Old Testament, we see people who have gone without food as they went to God about something that they desperately need a breakthrough in. Fast forward to the New Testament, and it doesn't stop there. Anna, the prophetess who recognized Jesus as the Messiah, she prayed and fasted regularly in the temple, crying out to God for him to send a savior in Luke chapter two. You know, Jesus himself, who had to wait 30 years until his ministry began, he finally got the call up, he was subbed into the game, and the first thing that he did was fast and prayed for 40 days and 40 nights. And then you know what he did. He embarked on the greatest rescue mission of all time. He showed the love and the heart of God before eventually laying down his life for your sin and for my sin so that we can be forgiven, have a direct relationship with God without the need of a pope or a system or a program or a ritual or whatever and enjoy his presence living within us. Amen? Amen. That's what Jesus did. And he was a man who also chose to pray and fast. You then get into the early church and you see that the Christians in Antioch decided to fast when they sent Barnabas and Paul as missionaries to plant churches in Acts 13. And then Paul and Barnabas, when they planted churches, they appointed elders when they prayed and fasted in Acts chapter 14. As you read scripture throughout the old and the new, we see time and time again People who chose to go without food to seek God in prayer for a breakthrough in their life, in their community, and at times even in their nation. And the same applies for us 
today. You know, when Jesus was teaching his disciples about fasting, you know, he told them what to do and what not to do, but he also told them that they would be fasting until his coming again, and we can read about that in Matthew chapter 9. And obviously that doesn't mean the disciples then would have to fast right up until this day and age because they're not with us anymore. But we as his followers, we can adopt this spiritual discipline for ourselves as we seek a breakthrough in one particular area of our lives. Fasting, the choice to go without food as we seek God and pray for a breakthrough in something. I'm just going to speak openly and honestly here this morning. All right? Here I go again. Chucking it all out there for you guys to hopefully be okay with and still love me and so on. But I don't like fasting. I don't like it. In fact, I have only fasted once in my entire life. Just once. So please don't think this energetic delivery of fasting through the old and the new is something that I've got down pat and I've been doing for a long time. That's just simply not the case. I do not like fasting and I've only done it once. There was a time a number of years ago when uh, an opportunity to become the senior pastor of the church that I was currently going to uh, was presented Uh, But at that time, I also felt like God was calling me into the uncharted waters of being a chaplain in professional sports. And um, obviously, I was unsure which direction to go. You know, I loved my church. There was an opportunity to go up a level so I could serve more. They looked after me well. There were great relationships there. But I felt deep within me that God had opened up another door and was leading me through these uncharted waters. So in order to make what I thought would be a good God-informed decision, I chose to fast for one day and to go completely dry without food from sunrise to sunset. And uh, yeah, I know that's big for me. Everyone's like, one day, is that all you got? Come on now, come on now. See all these grins around the place. But I went one day from sunrise to sunset. And can I tell you, even in that brief time, I felt this close proximity with God. I can't explain it, but I felt this close proximity with God, that I was with him, that I was walking with him very closely. You know, I reckon it was, it was the only time in my life, no, I won't put it that way, I got really close to hearing the audible voice of God, really close. I've never heard the audible voice of God. I know some claim to have, and God bless them. How cool would that be? But not me. But that particular day, something was working in my life and in my heart, and it was special. As a result of that, I made a decision to resign from my church. And as I think you all know, I went into uh, the world of the National Rugby League and uh, worked at the Brisbane Broncos for a season. And, um, And I made that decision on the back of fasting. It was a wonderful experience but I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy it at all. So with that in mind, I want to talk into fasting, and then I'm going to give us all an opportunity to respond here this morning. If you've got a Bible, I want you to open it with me to Matthew chapter 6, verse 16 to 18. Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 to 18. Jesus is teaching his followers 
about the spiritual discipline of fasting, what you should and should not do. Matthew 6, beginning at verse 16. Jesus says, when you fast, not if you fast, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. May God add his blessing to that reading here this morning. The Pharisees, well-known, highly regarded within Judaism, they knew of the importance in the spiritual discipline of fasting, so they chose to practice it as often as they could. However, the Pharisees had also developed the reputation of being hypocrites and of being judgmental and only doing things for show. And Jesus is speaking into a time in history when the Pharisees would promote their spiritual disciplines so that others would see and then pat them on the back. And Jesus says to his disciples about them that if that is their agenda, then they've already been rewarded in full, and that was by way of the pat on the back. You know, as they would fast, they would walk around the streets looking somber, hoping someone would come and ask them, hey, what's wrong? Are you okay? And then they could launch in, it's like, oh, I'm fasting. You know, practicing spiritual disciplines, me and God made, that's my dog, that's my homie. Well, he gets down like that. Wow, you must be spiritual. You must be spiritual. And they would promote this. They would promote this. When Jesus instructs his disciples on how to fast, he says, don't do it like them. Do it privately. Clean yourself, wash yourself, make yourself look good, not somber. And I know making yourself look good is probably a hard task for some of you. Um, but, uh, oh man, I'm mean today, eh? That was, that was an unnecessary blow. Oh, I'm sorry. I really just directed that at Jesse just then. But um, I love you, Jesse. I love you. But it's to prepare yourself to do it with a heart of devotion. Clean yourself up. Make yourself look good. Whatever you do in secret, God is going to see that, and then he is going to reward you. Did you hear that? He is actually going to reward you when you seek his face in prayer and fasting, hoping for a breakthrough either in your life, the communities, or the nations. And I believe the reward is that. It is the breakthrough. It's his intervention. It's his direction, his protection, whatever it might be. That, I believe, is the reward if we humble ourselves, fast, and pray for a breakthrough in one area of our lives. And today, across all of our campuses, that are a part of the Gateway family, we are going to invite all of you to participate in 21 days of prayer and fasting. 21 days of prayer and fasting. Man, look at the squirms that just happened around the room as I said, 21 days of prayer and fasting. And that's good because when I was in the leadership meeting 
and we were talking about this and our senior pastors sharing some vision and we're all buying in. I think I was the quietest one in the room. They're like, yeah, let's do that, man. Come on, let's pray, man. And I'm like, I ain't going to see Guzman or Gomez for quite some time. All right? But today across all campuses, we are going to call the church to 21 days of prayer and fasting. Now, there are a number of ways that you, if you chose to participate in this, can do so. Because we understand that there are some people who physically cannot fast for long periods of time due to health reasons, maybe the, uh, the work you do. I mean, I've got to think twice because being a pastor is extremely taxing on my body. There's uh, a lot of manual labor involved. But um, you've got to be wise about how you fast. We understand that not everyone can do it. But there are four different ways that you can choose to fast if you want to participate in this 21 days of prayer and fasting to see breakthrough in your life or in the life of our church. Firstly, there is the option to fast all meals. You can fast from all food except for water, juice, and other broths. We've got a great recipe for a vegetable broth. Just the name or the sound of that is not very enticing. But um, anyways, if you want help in that regard, don't come and see me. Um, Just ask around or Google. But that is one option that you can try. You know, another option that you can do when fasting and praying for 21 days is to fast some meals or have an altered diet. You know, you could eat maybe just one meal each day, so fast until 6 p.m., or eat an altered diet for 21 days, similar to things like the Daniel fast, where you only eat fruit, vegetables, nuts, and beans. If you haven't heard of the Daniel fast, there's a lot of great material uh, online that you can get and then educate yourself on how to do that. I've given that a go, just for the record. I gave it a go, and uh, maybe I'll give it another go. Option three is to fast one meal. You fast for one meal each day with an intentional time of focused prayer during the time you would normally spend eating that particular meal. And then option four is obviously the non-food fast. You know, fasting from food isn't an option for you, as I mentioned before then consider fasting from other things and other pursuits that you would usually turn to for joy, for comfort, and maybe even for strength. For example, technology, television, social media, computer games, or reading anything other than the Bible. Fasting from other things or things other than food is the fourth option that you could choose if you were going to participate in this 21 days of prayer and fasting. You know, if you do have health issues, you know, if you are breastfeeding or you've got diabetes or whatever it might be, I just encourage you to consult with your doctor before making a decision about participating in this because obviously not everybody uh, is able to fast without food for long periods of time or whatever it might be. But today across all campuses, Gateway McKenzie, Logan City, Ormo and Redlands, we are inviting all of our people to participate in the 21 days of fasting. Now, for me, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. 
But I'll tell you what I have thought about lately is this dairy milk chocolate. As I was preparing this message and as I was listening to lunatics at my leadership team talking about fasting, I really sensed God challenging me about my dairy milk chocolate. I polished this off last night. And as I thought about an area of my life that I really wanted to see a breakthrough in, um, it dawned on me that for quite some time, I have been asking God for a breakthrough in a couple of areas of my life, and He has actually provided. He has been faithful, and there has been a dramatic and sudden development uh, in my life. You know, as I've said from this stage quite a lot, you know, for a long time, for many years, I have wrestled with my own mental health challenges. You know, I've got a substance use disorder that, if not managed, plays itself out in the signs and symptoms of both depression and anxiety. So I have to put things in place to ensure my health is good, I'm at the top of my game, and I'm ready to roll, and I'm able to serve and love as God has called me to. And, um, and that's, that's been quite, quite big for me, quite challenging for me. And, you know, over the years, God has been gracious. But, you know, about six months ago, uh, I just decided to get stuck back into some things. I decided to use my God-given brain, implement a few different strategies, get some more people around me. And toward the end of last year, I started to see some amazing developments in my own health, my own productivity, and uh, just overall living. And um, I must confess that today, I'm in the midst of that. You know, I believe God has brought about a breakthrough in my health. And, uh, you know, I'm on top of the things that I need to be on top of. I have been so for quite some time. And as a result of that, I'm not perfect. Don't get that wrong. I know you look at me and think so, but I'm not. And, you know, but what is happening is that over time, I am seeing God do more and speak more to me about those things. And I praise his name today. You know, another area of my life where I've wanted to see breakthrough is the area of finances. Angela's terrible with money. She always spends it. No, that's me. It's not her. That's me. Um, and we decided that once again, we would not expect God to drop a bucket load of cash out of the heavens, but we would use our brains and the resources that he's provided. We'd put things in place, and we are beginning to see a sudden and dramatic change in our finances. I'm extremely rich. I'm not. But we are growing and developing in those areas. And my goal and my dream uh, is to hopefully buy our own home by the end of this year. We, we don't own our own home because Angela's spending. But I'm believing that as we continue to experience the breakthrough that God is giving in our lives, that that is going to happen. So as I was thinking, what area of my life do I want to see a breakthrough in? Without standing like I've got it all together... And I, God, God has been faithful, and there was a breakthrough already happening that I'm enjoying at this very point in my life. So what I've decided to do, and before I tell you, and I, I want you to know that I understand the passage that I just read. Jesus, you know, said, don't go around telling people what you're doing and looking somber, and I'm about to tell you what I'm going to do. So please know it comes from a heart of devotion, not so that you'd pat me on the back in the foyer, all right? That's not what I'm, I'm hoping to get at, but... What I want to do is I want to fast on your behalf. 
I want you to look at that prayer card that you pulled out and that you wrote on at the start of this service. I want you to look at that area of your life that you desperately need a breakthrough in. You know, as you go to God for that, I want you to do so by choosing one of those four ways to fast and see if there isn't a sudden and dramatic development or discovery in your life in that particular area as you seek God and as you pray for a period of 21 days. But guess what? I'm going to have you back too. For a period of 21 days, I am going to abstain from God's greatest gift to humanity. You may think that's not a big deal. That, that, Ange, do I eat chocolate every day? Is your name Angela? <laughs> eat chocolate every day. And I'm going to commit to the 21-day fast by not eating chocolate and abstaining from other things that I know I need to in order to stay healthy. And as I do, I'm going to continue to pray for my family, for my ministry, but I'm going to be praying for you as you too seek God about a breakthrough in that particular area in your life. Throughout the generations, we have seen the people of God humble themselves in prayer, go without food, and then experience the blessings of God, experience a breakthrough from God. And dare I say, that can be your experience this morning as well. Now, what would you prefer, a breakthrough in God's life or chocolate? What would you prefer, a breakthrough in God's life, uh, in your life, or the social media and technology that you turn to for enjoyment and fun? Today, we are calling our church to a 21-day period of prayer and fasting, and you can choose which one you do, which one you do. Can I give you just another minute right now to look at that prayer card or on your phone, however you've been writing it down, and I just want you to pray right now and ask God how you will do this 21-day period. Maybe it's one of those four. What is it that you're going to fast? And then I want you to write that on your card too. And by the end of this time, you should have on that card an area of your life that you want to see a breakthrough in and the way that you are going to fast for the next 21 days. Take a minute just to think about that, pray about that, and then write that down on your card. for his presence continue to call on his name for a breakthrough make a decision today on how you are going to approach him in fasting for the next 21 days Father God, thank you for loving your children. 
thank you for wanting to pour your power and your blessings onto your children. And God, thank you for being faithful in every situation and in every circumstance. You are faithful by being present with us and you are faithful by granting to your children the desires of their heart, what they desperately need. God, we say thank you. God, this morning, I'm not sure where my brothers and sisters are at. I don't know what they've written on their cards. But God, I ask today that you would bring about a breakthrough in that area of their lives. God, and as they choose to go without something that brings joy, comfort, and strength to see you move powerfully in their lives, God, I pray that you would be faithful to them as well. God, if it's finances, relationships, work, maybe there's someone in desperate need of a job. Maybe there are health issues as well. God, I pray for a breakthrough in their heart and in their lives this morning. God, we commit ourselves to you, knowing that you love us and that you want to bless us. And Father God, I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by this message. If we can pray for you or you would like to take a further step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to connect with you. Please head to gatewaybaptist.com.au and click on Get Connected to let us know.